You're listening to the Spiro Avenue Show. If you like what you hear, please follow us on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch our full shows and clips and highlights on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you for watching, and I hope you enjoy. The minutes are uh, going by quickly, and the story keeps changing in terms of college football, whether our world is coming to heal uh, any more than it already has. And the one thing I want to say in opening is I think it's time for everyone to take a little bit of a break, take a little bit of a breath, and have a little humility. Because this is, frankly, new terrain. No one knows what's going on in the world, and you have way too many people pretending otherwise. I have friends on both sides. I have friends that are absolutely wholly convinced that the governor of Michigan is sitting in her cave somewhere, twisting her theoretical mustache, and, and is thrilled at the concept of keeping people under her thumb. And she's a tyrant, and she's the worst person ever. Conversely, I have people on the other side that have absolutely no criticisms of, uh, of Governor Whitmer at all. She can do no wrong. There, she has done everything perfectly. Jamming people into the nursing homes was a great idea, no problem, head in the sand. So I have both. And it's people are all over the map with this. And the bottom line is that no one really knows anything. And this college football story is kind of wild. You got people all over social media. Half are saying we're going to kill them all. Half are saying the thing is basically a hoax or it's no worse than the common cold. There's no nuance. There, there's no balance of opinion. There's a whole lot of arrogance where there really should be humility in its plate. So I think we're in the middle of a hurricane. And, you know, we, we have experts on hurricanes. We have meteorologists. We have extreme weather experts. But they can't tell you whether a hurricane's going to hit in this exact location or that location or how severe it is. We studied hurricanes a lot longer than we studied COVID-19 or even viruses in general. We know a lot more about them, and we still don't have a mastery of it. So both sides of this know-it-all debate have been clobbered. We had Dr. Fauci telling the whole world that masks were ineffective and were a waste of time and money. And now he's completely reversed course on that. Big loss for him. We had uh, my alma mater, Michigan State, who thought this whole thing was a big joke, went up to Harper's and their entire extended family got COVID and it was a nightmare of national proportion. So both sides have been clobbered and both sides have every reason to have a certain degree of humility. And you would think that would be the case, but it's certainly not. So everyone needs to take a pause. Everyone needs to admit that we don't really know what the hell's going on, and this is an era of best guesses. So, and people throw their own family under the bus. It's just hilarious. Your uncle is not a bad person for wanting his flower shop to remain open so he can pay his bills, so he can pay his mortgage. He's not a bad guy. He's got legitimate concerns. And your cousin, who's on the other side, is not some big government-loving liberal slap that just is dying to be ruled over by a tyrannical government. So everyone needs to shut up and take a break and understand that we don't know what's going on. So the college football season's on the brink. There's zero nuanced opinions to be found. I will try to deliver that at least on occasion on this show and give you some degree of my own uncertainty. Someone's going to win, whether they're going to have a season or not. You can't be a little bit pregnant. You can't have a little bit of a season. You can have a little bit of a conference involved and not involved. But there's going to be some form of a season or there's not. Someone's going to win and we'll follow up. You know, we're going to find out. So the one thing I'll say in closing with this is this whole notion of follow the science, it's nonsense. Everyone's saying follow the science, follow the science. I agree. The science is also inconclusive. We've been studying 
dietary interventions and whether or not carbohydrates make you fat a lot longer than we've been studying COVID-19. And we have doctors from Harvard that say carbs make you fat, and we have doctors from Princeton that say they don't. And it's just about uh, calories in, calories out. So if we can't figure something out that really smart people have been debating for 100 years, both citing science, both educated, both qualified to make some level of assertion on the matter, why are we acting cocky about COVID-19, which came here like 19 minutes ago? Everyone needs to calm down. We're going to find out where this is going. It might be 20 years before we figure out which governor handled this the best. Take a break. See where we're going. It's a crazy time. Show a little humility. That's my advice. I think everyone should follow it. I think we'd all be better off. When I come uh, to think of foremost COVID-19 experts, I definitely think of my friend Mike Sullivan, who is joining us. Yeah. Mike Sullivan, welcome What's to the up, Spiro- Welcome to the Spiro Avenue Studio. Thanks for coming, man. It's a beautiful studio, man, and, and especially uh, you know having be re- been referred by none other than Roberto. You know, I had to swing by just for him. So. Yeah, R- Roberto twisted your arm and said, "You got to do it, man. This guy's paying me a lot of money to put the show together." So you know, he felt bad. I think he he knew I really wanted to get you. You know, I love Roberto, so I, I had to. But no, I mean, certainly. Uh, I don't see any Michigan stuff around here at all. No, no. It's, yeah. it, I think your your former coworker Mike Filani, would probably enjoy it. But this is, uh, great. This is a beautiful studio, dude. Thank wow. you. Yeah, I told you before the show. It's kind of like giving a uh, uh, driver's ed school a bunch of Ferraris. It's like I'm totally underqualified to have this nice of a space to work in. But uh, you know, definitely psyched and happy to have you. So, I mean, where, yeah, for like, sure. Where, where are you at with this college football thing? Like everyone's got a hot take. Yep. We both know I'm not an epidemiologist. You're not. But right. like, where's your kind of layman's take on this? Like, are we playing? Should we I don't play? Know. It, it, it's crazy. If I had to guess or bet, you know, I, I would say that they're not. Um, there's just so much uncertainty right now. I mean, what is it right now? It's August 10th. And there's this much uncertainty of, is there going to be a season? Is there going to be 10 games? Is there going to be, I've heard people say six games, eight games. I just don't really know how it happens. And I, I wish I could see otherwise with that. You know, I wish I wish I could say that, hey, it's going to happen. College is going to play. I hope. Um, I personally hope that college football finds a way to play. Of course I do. And, and I think that, that it's fine for people to hope that they play. It's fine for people to, to hope and want college football to be played safely, right? And for people to have that hope that it's still being played without being yelled at and then told that you want people to die because you are hoping college football plays. Um, but that being said, you know, I think that there's a better chance NFL plays and really tries to give it a go than college. I think with college, there's a lot of moving parts. and Ultimately, if again, if I had to guess, I, I would say that they probably don't play just based on all that uncertainty right now. And you have, you know, different conferences with different regulations and different processes. So, I mean, I agree. It's a lot easier to control the NFL. Yep. And even just from a moral standpoint, they're compensated. You know, they have an opt out where they literally get paid to opt out. You know, I'm not qualified to make a medical uh, assertion on it. I do think there's an argument for giving an, an option to preserve a year of eligibility if you mm. opt out. Sure. We'll protect your scholarship. We'll protect your eligibility. You basically lose nothing. You just got to sit on the sidelines for a year. And those that want to, um, uh, I got my little stereo going back here. Uh, those that want to play can play and those that don't, don't. So, I, I mean, I, I do understand that argument sure. where it's like, okay, you don't want to play. No problem. We'll preserve your eligibility. We'll preserve your scholarship. Nothing. Basically, you just sit at home. That's what you're going to do anyway. Mm. So, I mean, that's, I do understand the argument. I don't envy the university administrators that are making this decision because you're yeah. looking at, do I lose $150 million or more in some cases for my program? Or 
Am I vilified? And then one kid dies. Let's say just one kid dies. How many, there's a couple thousand college football players. Sure. Trevor Lawrence dies of COVID. Oh, my God. I mean, God forbid. Yep. Who, uh, those guys will never recover. You're talking about actual, it's more than just public image. They, there's lawsuits. There's civil liability. Sure. So the, we just round back that there's no good answer. No, and, and, and I think that those decisions have to be made. And there's a lot of people paid a lot of money to make those decisions. Let's be honest. That there are. And, and I think that everyone wants to, you know, as you were saying earlier, everyone wants to just have an answer, right? And, and say, this is the, not just this is the way to do it. There's a lot, everyone wants to say, this is the only way to do it. You know, whatever I personally believe, this is the only way that it can possibly happen or possibly cannot happen. And I do think there's that level of just being more open-minded that people have to be right now. People have to be open-minded to discuss things like that yeah. on, on a, on a, on a, national level you know not even just football people have to be open-minded to discuss stuff like this and and they need to do so without just screaming and saying my facts are right your facts are wrong this you know it, it just gotten to a point where it's just kind of crazy it really has. and it's it's an issue that's way more nuanced than people make it out to be there's so many downstream effects of the economy shutting down football shutting down People going out of business, bankrupt, suicide rates go up I know so it goes beyond just oh we're saving lives like people literally die at a higher rate of suicide, much higher rate in terms of economic depression. That's a I fact. Agree. It's been demonstrated, you know, uh, demonstrated again and again. So it, that's all I'm saying and I think is that's, that's, and not to interrupt, but I no, think, no, I think that is a major problem right now with with what's happened with COVID and, and how serious. Of course, everyone yeah. should take COVID seriously, and, and we never want to get anyone sick. We never want anyone to die. But but do I think that there's going to be some long term? Um, mental health issues that come out of all this? I do. Yeah. I, I think that from, from a business standpoint too, there's a lot of these small businesses that are really struggling right now. We've seen stats, you know, antidepressant pills, how, how, how high those are right now. And, and, and I think that there are going to be a lot of long-term effects from a mental health issue, um, which is, you know, a result of COVID. Of course, there's effects, right? As we see every single day with the stats, of course, there's effects from COVID and the, the health issues and the, um, you know, cases and the death rates. Of course, we, we see those stats even every single day, everywhere you look. But the other stuff, as you mentioned, with, with people's mental health and uh, things like that, that's not to be, it shouldn't be overlooked. No. And, and you're seeing, you know, you cited some of the antidepressant things. Uh, the overdoses of opiate drugs, you know, heroin and prescription drugs are through the roof in Oakland County. That was just published a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. It's up like domestic oh, violence, domestic violence. I don't know the number on that. I saw it was up, but I remember the drug issue. It's like a hundred and forty percent increase in overdoses. Nah, in that's Oakland terrible. County. I mean, it's so it, it's just I'm just saying it's complicated. The, you know, everyone's making guarantees this way. Everyone has such a strong opinion on it. I can only really make two promises. The first promise is I don't know. And the second promise is you don't know either. I promise you, if you're out there and you think you know what's best, I promise you you're wrong. I promise that you might be right. There's a chance you could be right, right it's but not, you don't know. It's not necessarily that you're wrong, I don't think. I think it's just that, that people need to realize that there's a chance that, the, that it's not only their way, right? Yes. That there's other stuff to consider. And I think there is that level, again, of being open-minded. And speaking of being open-minded, I think you might be the most open-minded person in the state right now because you left a very cool, I would argue prestigious in your field job to uh, sort of blaze your own path. I don't know how much is out there with what you're doing. I know a little bit, you're kind of yeah. teasing it out. So yeah. like, what are you doing? What are yeah, you comfortable sharing? I appreciate sharing? that, man. No, it's um, basically 
we released kind of a teaser video last night about a marketing company that myself and Kyle Bogey, uh, who I've worked with for years, have launched. And, and we're doing, honestly, uh, look, speaking of COVID, I think that, that now more than ever with COVID, businesses are realizing that it is at the utmost importance to be on social media, to have a digital media presence. And I think it's just been huge. And, and we've launched this. It's called Brand 25 Media LLC. And and basically, the average person spends 25% of their day on their phone, right? It's about branding to that 25%. And I think that that what we've been able to do with just helping small businesses and really helping these places with their online presence, there's a lot of, there's a lot of smart business owners and a lot of smart businesses out there that that know that they have to be better, know that they have to have a good online presence, but they, they, they you know, either A, don't know how to, or B, they just don't have the time to. So I think that's where we've been been able to come in and whether it's it's social media management, whether it's digital marketing, whether it's, a pod, you know, some podcast production, stuff like that. We've been able to come in and without these companies having to hire someone full time and pay a salary and pay health care and all that, they're able to hire us and 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 we partner with them to provide a lot of these services at at a very uh, certainly a reasonable rate, but but kind of to be their their marketing arm or their marketing branch. Of their of their business without having to to spend a, a full time salary position on it. So. I I tell you what, you got a lot more balls than I do because I work for my family company. So like, if I get in trouble, I just like I call my dad and say like, "Hey man, you know, sorry, still your yeah, son." No, and I respect. Like, hey, you're I, out there, I man. respect the family company. That's the American dream. Believe me, I do. Um, and that is honestly, that's it's always been a dream of mine to build a company. It has. It's it's always been a dream of mine to build a business. And you're right. I, I had a very uh you know I had a I had a fantastic time at ninety seven one. You know it was, it was I loved working at ninety seven one and and I've met so many great people over the years there. And and uh, you know that was the thing where that was where it was bittersweet because it, it was tough to leave from that right. It was tough to leave because of how many great people I've met and the opportunities that I've had and the exposure that I've had and and the fun times that I've had. But it was also a very easy decision to leave because. I knew how strongly I felt about this and, and how much I believe in digital and, and, and what Kyle and I have been able to build. And, and certainly with, with Metro Detroit golfers, the stuff we've, that we've launched to already the largest golf community in Michigan, that's been wild. Um, so that's going to be a big part of it too. But, but yeah, it, it was kind of that just passion and desire to, to really step out to build something and to, um, again, just really work towards growing something uh, that, that, that's scalable and, and just, that's been a huge passion of mine to do. I don't think, um, you know, Valeni's probably no fan of mine. Um, that's a long story. We won't get into that. But I, the one thing I've heard from, from people over the years, even people that have worked pretty close to him, like guys over at 97.1 is really keeps to himself kind of an introvert, like this private guy. You know, I know he, he's not big on going to press conferences and stuff. Like, what's it like working with Mike Valenti? Great guy. You would know more than you know, anybody. I, you know, I love the guy. Please. I mean, he's a in in. I don't know if you, yeah, if you, you alluded to earlier, but um, honest, he used honest, to like me, Mike, but he doesn't like me anymore. Dude, he. I mean, he. No, he's he's a great guy, and and he's you know, dude, he's given me so many opportunities over the years, and had such a great time working with them. And I mean, you, Roberto, will tell you that too. You know, so it's um, you know, I wouldn't have the the opportunities that I've had a lot of which because of the what he's you know helped me with um the opportunities he's given me on his show and being able to work with them i mean he's just he's wired in a way where he's he's been so successful at just running a show coming up with topic uh having big opinions and really and i respect the hell out of i respect the hell out of what he's done building his business and i've told him that you know 
he's been able to build his show to this empire and, and really build this business over the, the past 15 years he's been doing that. So I have that, that, that huge desire, you know, different, I'm not, not going to be a four hour show every day, but, yeah. but I have that same desire to do what he did to really build a business. I think he's the best at it. I think he's the best I've seen in yeah. Detroit, not just at the business aspect, but just pure radio, especially mm-hmm. when he's engaged. I've never begrudged like the occasional deviation in the silly topics because it's in the middle of summer, especially uh, typical season, not this, uh, what's going on. Yep. How many, how many times can you talk about the Tigers when they're in dead last? And it's like you're or gonna, Matt Stafford or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to deviate. So I've always defended guys that have to go on there for four hours and talk. My problem is, you know, if you're in the middle of college football season and you're not talking about college football for four days in a row, which is, I mean, not a and problem. you're biased because you love college. But. Yeah, well, I am. But, you know, that's a whole other story. But I, I think. No, he, it's, it's, yeah, I, th- I think that that's, yeah, I agree with that. Where you know, he's one of the best in the country to do that, where yeah. he's, he, he's so good at picking the topic, right? He's so good at coming up with those opinions and really structuring the show in a way to get people to respond. He. It was an interesting thing what happened with him and you guys collectively in uh, the Detroit Lions. I am no fan of the Detroit Lions. I am, but I'm not. Root for them. Want them to win. You know, every year. Yeah. Heartbroken. I'm there, but I'm not a fan of ownership and how they're run. I I mean, in the few minutes you have, I mean, give me like a little insight into what happened. I I know. No, yeah, I I won't get into that in too much. You can't get into that. Okay. I I think that, you know, I think it's well publicized and documented that, you know, what happened. I think it's well, I think yeah. it's, a lot of people know that, you Politicians know, answer. I respect it, no, so that's fine. I, I think a lot of people know that, um, you know, that the Lions didn't necessarily like, like some of the shows that he did and the, yeah. and the opinions he had. And, and from his perspective, you know, he's being honest. And I think a lot of people have appreciated the honesty about the Lions, you know, and, and, and I think that there's no doubt, um, from a public standpoint that people know that there was kind of a clash of heads there in terms of the Lions, maybe, you know, censoring the right word, uh, trying to maybe yes. censor some content. Um, but no, I, I, I think it, it should be respected too, you know, that, that you're going to kind of tell the audience just truly how you feel and not be censored. And I think that's something that look as a country right now, I think that from a media standpoint, we need more of that. We need, we yes. need more, uh, from our media in, in this country right now of just being honesty, honest and not being censored. Well, that's why I think he's done a good job. I think he's been successful because it's, it's a kind of cousin Diet Coke version of the Howard Stern model. He's, you know, certainly not that outrageous a uh, few have no, ever he, been he, he's credited you know on air credited stern yeah you know just be honest because yeah. people you know people like honesty and uh that's so rare i mean people like to do that kind of in the box show and that's more common but the one thing i'll say i wish he'd bring back social media i think it's yeah. just i think it needs him like come yeah, on like you're the big... on social media yeah and plus yeah. you know me i'm a pro so huge so we would always yeah. joke around about how i i love social media and he doesn't do you think and... he'll ever bring it back um, he's pretty anti, you gotta have a, tw- you're too big to not have a Twitter account if you're Mike Valeni. Well, I think that, that the, what he, you know, he really focuses on, Hey, you, you hear my opinion. It's from two to six. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think that he was, he was really good on Twitter, but it got to a point where he just didn't want to do it anymore. And, and he just didn't want to deal with the BS on there. You and I both know there's a lot of BS on there. Um, <laughs> I've given you a little BS too, but I, you know, it's, there's a ton of it. It's the most toxic environment ever and and really nobody should be on it but yeah. <laughs> so in that, in that regard i get it i just think when no, you're and there's, there's so much and people yeah. need to you know there, there's a lot of i think twitter tough guys who will you know you know try to try to go at you or something but it's yeah. like you know what if you're just if you're just it, it's different behind a keyboard than it's in person you know i think yeah. if we could all just have better communication and talk to people um and and twitter and this is me going into the the, the social media marketing stuff too 
with Twitter, it's different because it's more, I think that Twitter is more toxic and more hostile than the other. I think that a reason for that is it's not as personal as Facebook or Instagram. I think on, on Twitter, you get a lot of, uh, you know, go green one, two, three handles or, or, uh, you know, uh, go, go blue, uh, 63 or go blue 97. Yeah. Go blue 63 hates the, me. The go green hates you. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. You'll, you'll get a lot of, you know, uh, Don go blue 97 on, on Twitter with, yeah. with a, with a, a Michigan helmet, um, <laughs> who will, and the same with, same with MSU, but you'll get these people with these faceless people, right. Who are just going to go run their mouth. They're, they're, yeah. Their name's not behind it. Right. But I think that it's different on Facebook and Instagram because not that you don't get it on there. And I think you certainly do, but not to that level. On Facebook yeah. and Instagram, it is, for the most part, someone's actual name who's on there, their yes. actual identity who's on there, right? So there's that level of if your name and your identity is attached to something, you're not going to be as inclined to um, be a total just jerk. I think the best rule, and it's something I've adopted, I just will not dance with someone on Twitter that doesn't have their real name on there. So if, if they're saying yeah. negative stuff, like if if you're bombing me, but it's like, yeah, this is, you know, Joe Sampson and it's like a picture of him and his kids and stuff. It's like, okay, I'm talking to Joe Sampson from Aurora, yeah. Illinois or wherever. Like I'll engage, but I'm not going to engage with, you know, go blue 63, 92. Yeah. Like, like why would I? Yeah. We're, we're not on the same, you know, is a, let's not a no, level playing field. And, and you know who I am. It, like, well, I don't it, know who you are. But, and that's the thing too. And, and this, this is, and this is, believe me, this is, this is not no offense to you. It's yeah. not, but, but you just alluded to, you know, how, you know, you've given me crap over the years and stuff and, and, Honestly, like, first of all, if people want to give me crap, fine. Yeah. But honestly, like, that's to a point. It, it, it did nothing. You can't really let it stick to you. I, that, that doesn't stick to well, me. What did I really if, say if you, to you, Mike? But, but what, I, all I, I said to you is, honestly, honestly, you don't even remember. See, no, was that, on, how bad could it have No been? offense. Honestly, I don't know. No, no. Because, you know, I, I kind of remember, I know what you're referring to with kind of how you, you, you know, yeah. go at sometimes. But I could honestly not tell you. Because I don't really, no, no offense, remember. Yeah. Um, well, and you get a lot. You, you get a high You attacking volume. me or coming at me, and and I think that people live, grow, and they learn. Maybe yeah. you know, but um, that's something where, yeah, you, you kind of just got to block stuff out too. Because I, I don't remember, no offense, what what you had tweeted at me six years ago. Or you don't. That's it. Now I'm mad. You know. No, no. The, the my thing with you is, I think, pretty innocuous. It was a, I think the it was about the Stafford, uh, going to high school with Kershaw thing, yeah. and you and Kelly Rowe mentioning it like. 700 times and i was just like okay like we get it the joke got its run you know oh, that, it, it, i wasn't like calling you like an drive, asshole yeah, <laughs> screw, screw driving the joke into the ground i don't know so i know somebody out there is looking through my twitter advanced search to see that i like called you an asshole or something but i really don't think i ever have i don't care but that's um, the thing. you also need to grow and grow and learn right well but at and least i have my to, name on it though right i own for better for worse and so do you yeah. you know we own our our business and it's like, I'm happy to engage with anybody. But the second I, you know, no. like I, I posted something, I tweeted something about Al Avila's uh, inactivity at the trade deadline a few years ago. And somebody Googled my wife's like maternity photo shoot, like found out my wife's name, which is not on Twitter. Yeah. Googled the maternity shoot and like posted a picture. was like, is this your wife? Like, so, and it's like, because you don't like my let tiger me, let, me ask you, let me ask you that then. <laughs> what, what have you learned over the years on there? Have you have you learned over the years to dial it down? Have you, I oh, have, I think have, I'm. Have you learned? You know, do you have any regrets? Have you learned to kind of just not absolutely. be as hostile? You know what I mean? Like, I would be curious Abs to know that on your end. Absolutely, uh, there's no question. And it really, you couldn't even just limit it to Twitter. I mean, I would, I would, I, I wish my foibles were only, you know, relegated to Twitter. Unfortunately, okay. I was an asshole in many mediums. Yeah. Um. You know, I I try to not make it personal 
ever anymore. Um, is that would that be the biggest thing? Do you think that do you think and this is good? Like, yeah. Do you think that you used to on social media get personal with people when you shouldn't have? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But, and, they, yeah. and, I, and I think that's big yeah. to, to admit your, of course. your mistake. Like, I, yeah. You know, and, and, I, and, I, and I respect that. The, I never like, tried to, you know, always be careful with never. I never tried to, and I don't think I ever like, went after somebody's family or you know, like, anything like that. Um, I think that's just a bridge way too far, even right. in my youth. Totally. I, knew, I knew better than that. I know um, family's too far. But there are times that I, you know, and there's, there's things I deleted like five minutes after that I felt bad, even yeah. as a dumb kid. Now it wouldn't be tweeted in the first place. So. There's no question. I mean, I, I don't know. You, you don't have to respond because we have so many mutual friends. But like, you know, when Drew Sharp died, I had a big thing on Drew Sharp's plagiarism. I, it drove me nuts that the free press never owned it and uh, that he never owned it. And he kind of smirked at it. And I made a joke after he died. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't like that celebrating that he was dead, but it was something, you know, like you can't steal from Dave Harns anymore, whatever it was that you can't plagiarize anymore. Totally insensitive. Why say that? Like the guy's probably got at least one friend on Twitter that, you know, so that's something you wish you wouldn't. Know. Yeah, oh, I would take that back. Yeah, yeah. And so and, and honestly, I I, re, I respect that that you can admit that. I do. You know, yeah. and and I think that that we all have regrets over the years of what we've said at times. I think that that we've all had stuff where or maybe it's a situation. You know, I I have you know I not not that I'm you know um, losing sleep over stuff, but but I mean, if I sat down, I'm sure I could think of regrets I've had over the years, stuff that I've said, stuff that I probably shouldn't have said. Yeah, you know. Um, I think that, you know, there, and there are certain things, you know, I, I think one with me was, you know, I think I kind of downplayed the, uh, I, I think I definitely downplayed, for some reason, downplayed that Michigan plane crash a little. I don't know yeah. why I did that. Um, but even even beyond something like that, I think that, that the regrets I would have would be, you know, certain times on social media, whether... I used to let stuff get to me and maybe you would respond and you sh- and I, and I shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, overall, I think I've done a good job. I've never gotten in trouble on social media. I've never said anything dumb really. Um, but, but I think that, that there was, you know, a time when I was, when I was younger, five years ago, even where just the, the behavior on, on social media or even on air was a lot different, you know, and, yes. and you, you kind of grow and you try to learn. I'm, and I'm glad that that's your perspective because this whole idea of, we're going to tweet, dive, and find what someone said like eight years ago and, and, and try to end their career. I just, I hate that. I, I hate I'm, that. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I think that, and that's something, and I'll just share this with you. This is something I'm, that I've been thinking about doing, and I actually have some, some stuff, some speaking engagements lined up with it. Um, I think that's a major problem nowadays. I think that, that a lot of these teams, and, and, and I, I actually have some, you know, Siren, or, you know, I, I have a couple of Division One teams that I'm gonna, actually going to go speak to about this subject uh that's already lined up because i think a lot of these college kids especially and i remember how i was when i was 21 22 not 20 19 you know a lot of these college kids have no idea what they're saying or what they've said in the past and i think that that there's only so much that a communications director or a sports information director or even a coach can say i think that they need to have someone come in and tell them you know what guys don't be an idiot on social media you know, don't be yep. running your mouth. Don't be using the F word. You want to say it in person with your friends? Say it. Don't be using the F word on social media. If you're a white, per- if you're a white guy, you better not in any way use the N word because that's something we've seen. That's I, repeatedly. But, but that's that, like the most common one. That's something we've seen so often in pro sports and college sports where there's a, a, a keyboard warrior who digs up a tweet of a, of, a, of a guy eight years ago when they were 14 and regrettably said the N word or something like that. And half the time and, it's a rap lyric, which you can't do still you can't, bad. No. You can't do it. 
But I don't think we should I, end the guy because no, when he was 13. But, but I think they need to be taught that where there yeah. needs to be that level of instruction to not be nitty on social media. I think that from a from a business, just if I'm being honest, from a, from a being real with your standpoint, I think there's a lot of teams that should be hiring someone to go in and clean up all these recruits and all these athletes past social media. It's not tough, you know, go go and look and see if 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 someone said the the F word seven years ago. Or if someone used yeah. the N word seven, you can have people clean up your athletes or your, if you're a business, your employees, social media, that's another one. How many, you know, th- there's stats out there that show, and I'm passionate about this. There's stats out there that show how many, um, how many jobs and how much money has been lost in the, in the United States because of how many employees that have gotten fired for something dumb they've said on social media over the years. And I think there needs to be that level of instruction and training. My God, there's training for everything. Every other HR, there's training for everything, right? I think there needs to be more training on the business level and on the team level to really how to act on social media and not to, not to be an idiot that's going to get yourself into trouble on social media. There's just no, no reason. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Imani Bates, the commit for Michigan State basketball. Because if you follow that guy on Instagram, look, the guy's like 12 years old. I'm not going to get too deep into the woods yeah. on this, but uh, there's some problems there. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Amani Bates, the superstar recruit for Michigan State. It's I, I think he should call you and have you lecture him because uh, I have to look at it. I uh, yeah, it, it's a little. Yeah, okay. His Instagram live is uh, like a, a a train of issues. I, that, I'm not going to get into it because he's a kid, no, but please, uh, yeah. he's a big example, a prominent example. So, and it's also a prominent example of the kid, right? Yes, that shouldn't be yeah, he's be- like 16. That, that shouldn't be beaten on the head for it. No. But there needs to be that level of instruction and mentorship and guidance from people to tell him, you know what, wherever you go, whether it's the NBA or whether it's Michigan State or whatever, you're going to have a target on your back. Yeah, for for his sake. Especially nowadays in the age of of, of the of the iPhone and and, you know, um, you know, my God, I think it, it, it goes without being said. This is not this is not a Michigan State thing. I think it goes without being said problems in this country right now on campuses with other things too. Yes. You know, so, so I think that there needs to be that level of just, just guidance that some of these athletes have. I really do. I'll close with this. You've gone over. I appreciate it. Uh, this will be quick, but I got to get this out there just for my audience. As much as you're curious where you stand on that. The Tigers are eight and five. Everyone's going nuts. Everyone's excited. Playoff baseball around the corner. Cause they expanded the playoffs. So the entire league gets in basically. The team was eight and five last year too. They had the exact same record through thirteen games, and they finished dead last. One of the worst seasons ever. I think this is a detriment. I would rather they lose every single game and, and take Kumar Rocker. Are you into this Tigers playoff hunt? I am. I think people. Can, I'm the minority. Can, can you let people just be happy I about know. something right now? No, um, I no, know. I, I think I think that with a shortened season, if they can get in and just and just give people some sort of excitement or some sort of yeah. hope. Look, I, I already th- I already think that. That that's I'm already of the mindset, especially with baseball, that we need to just be watching this season. And I, I'm the I'm the biggest and people know this over the years. I'm the biggest anti participation trophy guy. I am. Yeah, you are. But but that being said, I think that people need to watch this season in these circumstances right now in this country and just watch it for what it is and say, you know what, let's let's get some enjoyment out of watching sports. It's back. It's something to watch. Let's try to do that without just, you know, yelling about how this entire season is an asterisk. Everyone knows. Oh, whoever wins the World right. Series, I do not put an asterisk no, and, and on it. But, but everyone yeah. knows. Everyone yeah. knows this is not the same 
level or value of a championship and yeah. years. everyone should know that. Yeah. And, and I don't think many people are trying to argue that this is the exact same as, as winning the championship two years ago. It's not. So I would I, take I think it. That, I would take it. Mike. Of course. I would take no, it. No, of course you take it. Yeah. But, I, but I think that people should just watch it at face value and say, you know what? We got some sports back. Let's just try to get some enjoyment out of it. And Hey, if they sneak in the playoffs, that'd be I get it. And I, I'm a cynical asshole sometimes, but that's just where I, I would rather have the rebuild healthier. And I think you're better served getting an elite, another elite prospect in the number one farm system. But you know, whatever. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to collapse. But you know what? I hope they win the whole thing. I mean, I'm rooting for them, too. But, no doubt. So appreciate your time, thank Mike. You. Mike th- Sullivan. Thank you. The, uh, the incredible executive producer, Roberto, for all of his. I know. And, I know. Uh, you know, and anything, anything executively produced by Roberto uh, is something that I will. Uh, We'll, we'll get behind or give the time of day. I can't wait. I'm doing a show with Mike Sullivan and Roberto. I, I feel like I'm your, your buddy, Mike Bellani. So <laughs> I should be, should be so lucky. Well, so. You have all the, you're, you're certainly an MSU guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be uh, the poser Valenti, the much less talented Mike Bellani. So thanks for your time. I know you are thanks, like dude. the biggest celebrity in town right now. No, so please. Uh, I, I will say this. We got a, yep. a video later this week. Kyle and I are going to drop um, just for you to make sure on our following on our social media going to do a full video we did the teaser the other day but the full video kind of just explaining it's about an eight minute video i'm not saying it's a you know half hour long but it's about an eight minute video just really explaining what we're doing so definitely yeah i will check that out and uh i might be working with you we'll see i don't know i don't know if i can afford you we'll, hey, we'll have to work that out digital media social media marketing anything you guys hit me up you know where to find me yeah lord knows i need all the help i can get in your mic so appreciate your time Thanks, uh mike came from another event and now he's going to one after this so this guy it's like getting the president here <laughs> these days so thanks to mike Sullivan, producer roberto who's doing this from home thanks to roberto thanks to you for listening and uh you know check out the michigan pedal i got the shirt it's my sponsor. Uh, I can't believe I have a sponsor this early in the game, but they're a fan of the show and they want to support what we're doing. So if you don't know the Michigan Peddler, check them out. They're on social media at MI Peddler. They're awesome. It's, it's those cool bike bars that go through downtown Detroit. Uh, very safe. You're outdoors. They have partitions. Those I would are say, fun. Those are a blast. And they're the best company. They have a, like a thousand Google reviews and they're all fives. So check them out. Good friends of the show. Michigan Peddler. Thanks for uh, for being part of this, Sullivan. First one in the new format, and we got a lot more to come. Love to have you back. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys.